0: Welcome to Elevated Leadership, where we embrace the truth that everyone is a leader, whether they recognize it or not. The secret to having great impact lies in how well we lead ourselves above all else. I'm Jenny Young, a hospitality entrepreneur and certified professional coach with over 20 years of experience as a leader. Having learned the ropes the hard way, my mission is to simplify the journey for you. Let's take this path to Elevated Leadership together. Hello, hello, and welcome. We are back again to elevate ourselves as leaders, and as always, I'm coming to this mic with you in mind. I work with different clients in various stages of their life, personally and professionally, and I come across some topics that are a through line through everyone that anyone can relate to that we all experience, and today's topic is one of those, and I hope that you find great value in it. We are going to talk about how to respond rather than react. And yes, there is a big difference. This is a leadership superpower. And when we talk about elevating, we are talking about this. It's one of my favorite topics. And I feel like I may say that for every episode because I'm really trying to bring you the best topics that you can relate to and integrate into your life right away. And as a result, I feel very connected to all of them. By the end of today's episode, you will understand the difference between responding and reacting and how to notice it in yourself and shift it because it will change your life. When you master this or at least improve at it, you will finally get the control that you so desperately seek because I talk to many leaders who are trying to get in control of situations or other people, but the real magic lies in gaining control of yourself and your own responses to what's going on around you. The easiest and quickest way to know if you're reacting is in your physical sensations. So reacting has a bit of a panic to it, and you'll feel a sense of physical panic, like an elevated heart rate or tensing up or sweaty palms. I don't really know how you experience fear, but that physical feeling is what's driving the bus when you're reacting. And what we don't remember is that feelings are temporary. And so when those feelings fade, guess what we do? We regret. We regret our reaction. And I know I can relate to this. I've done it many times. But you freak out, you fly off the handle, you have a moment, and then the feeling passes, as it always does, and we end up owing apologies and feeling like a jerk. Reacting has great value when your life is at risk, like fight or flight, But that isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about the times where life doesn't go according to plan and our ego decides that we've been wronged or it tells us a scary story about the past or the future and we react to the feelings that we are feeling. It's a very important note that reacting is focused on the fear of the past, repeating, or what could potentially happen in the future. Responding, on the other hand, feels physically calmer. Maybe you're not happy or the situation isn't ideal or joyous, but there's a physical calm and you feel in control. So responding is very focused on the present facts, not the potential feelings. Responding usually doesn't lead to regret because you're so in your body and you were doing your best with what you've had. So it's really difficult to have any regrets about it. So as a recap, reaction has physical stress. It's based on feelings, and it's fear based on the past and the future. And response has a physical calm, it's based on facts and solutions, and it's working with the present moment. Here's my personal example to help us work through, and then we can get into the more nitty gritty of how to apply it to your own life because I'm sure you can easily think of times where you've reacted and regretted, or maybe responded and felt very good about it. But this past week, I was able to travel to Dallas to see my friend for her milestone birthday, and I was so excited. It was a great time. I met amazing people, and I even got to see my Enneagram teacher, Lisa, who is an angel. But I was flying out of Portland, which isn't my normal airport. That's about three hours from my home. And there was a lot of moving parts. I had something planned after and before. So flying out of Portland made more sense. When I got to the airport, things were not flowing. I had checked in, but the lady couldn't find my name. My boarding pass wouldn't scan. It was really confusing. But I quickly learned that I had booked myself out of Bangor, which is my typical airport instead of Portland. And this is so unlike me, but I've had so much on my mind. I've been doing so much and obviously I screwed up. It happens. This is the moment to pay attention to because you know that you'll experience something like this yourself. It's a moment of disappointment or embarrassment, fear, frustration. I was feeling all of those things, but this is the moment when you have options. So we're going to hone in on how do you notice in that moment that you're there and that you have an option between reacting and responding. A common response when things like this happen is to feel like a victim or to get angry, either angry at yourself or at the person who's helping you. And I did for sure have a few self-degrading thoughts. I'm going to be real with you, but by using the tips that I'll share, I was really able to stay calm and it all worked out. I made it to the trip. It was a little bit different, but I was able to stay calm through the process. Reacting as a victim or with anger carries a very low frequency energy. And I don't mean like a woo-woo hippie energy. I mean a frequency that can be scientifically measured and felt. It's a low frequency energy and it's called catabolic energy. This is a term you may hear me use a lot. Catabolic energy is scientifically proven as energy that breaks down and creates the need for fight or flight. And catabolic energy, it's low vibration and it's destructive. Sometimes you need catabolic energy. If you're in danger or you're grieving, being in this state is helpful and necessary and encouraged. But often we're in a state of catabolic energy when it's not life or death. It's simply something that didn't work out. And you tap into the fear of maybe the past repeating or what the person behind you is thinking or not making it on the trip or, 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 or. there's so many different ways that it could go wrong. But here are five steps that you can take in those moments, like the predicament that I was in, in the airport. The first tip I have for you is to create a pause. The moment that you notice, oh, this is what Jenna was talking about on Elevated Leadership, create a pause. The difference between a reaction and a response is a pause. So if you can create a pause by taking a deep breath or maybe asking a question, getting more facts, asking for a moment, When you consciously create a pause, you will almost definitely be able to respond. The second step, building off of that, is to take a breath and relax your body. If I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, if you don't have a relaxed body, it's difficult to have a relaxed mind. You have a lot more conscious control over what your body is doing than what your mind is doing. So I recommend to people, in that moment where you're feeling the tension, relax your shoulders relax your jaw. Just pay attention to relaxing your body and you'll find that your mind relaxes along with it because they are connected. So the mantra here is relaxed mind, relaxed body. This is a very simple step that you can take. And you can even say, okay, just give me a minute. I want to calm down before I move forward. There's no shame in that, but it does take awareness to notice that you're in that state and that you want to take a pause. Step three is to focus on the facts and not the feelings. This can be more difficult for some personality types. I totally understand that, but everyone can practice it. You can always gather more facts by asking questions. And I'm not saying to not feel feelings because I was feeling feelings in that moment, but I was also focused on getting more facts so that I could find a solution. So I was asking questions like... How do you think this happened? Or what can I do to help? And I was very focused on asking questions so that I could have more facts and I could tap out of the feelings that were making me feel that inner panic. And that leads us to the fourth step, which is to focus on the solution rather than the problem. In my scenario, this sounded like me asking the woman, what options do you see available for me? How can I help to expedite the rebooking? And I even said, do you want me to step aside and wait on hold with them while you help another customer? Wallowing in the problem was the most useless thing that I could do. And the final step or tip I'll offer is to find gratitude and stay with me. I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but at this point, you have a relaxed body and you're focused on the facts and you can cap it off by seeing what you're grateful for. There's always something. Sometimes I'm grateful for the opportunity to practice something that I heard on a podcast. Sometimes it's that dire that I need to reach for that. But in that moment, I was so grateful for how patient the desk agent was. She was acting as if this happened all the time, which was so kind of her, and helped me to criticize myself less. And I was very grateful that no matter what happened, trip or no trip, I was safe. But I was mostly grateful that I was traveling alone, and I didn't have my kids or even anyone else who I needed to manage their response and reactions. I really could just take care of myself. So these are some tips. And there, of course, are many others to get you started. And it probably sounds like a lot. And I want to tell you, you can choose to do one of these, you can choose to do all of them. Doing something will lead to improvement and you get to decide what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But I'm really interested to hear if you try any of these and if you see an improvement in helping you to respond rather than react. Why does this matter in a leadership context? This is a leadership podcast. Well, first of all, you are absolutely going to have things not pan out the way that you planned as a leader, and these skills allow you to stay in reality and take action with less chaos. It makes you a better leader because it makes it less about yourself. You're really focused on the situation and not your ego telling you what that situation means about you. But this is the best practice at leading yourself, which is what we talk about here. Learning to lead yourself properly so that you can lead others. The better you are at that, the better you will feel in your leadership role. When you fly off the handle and you regret it, you're chipping away at your own integrity time and time and you begin to doubt yourself. But also if you're doubting yourself, other people will as well. Finally, although this list could go on for a long time, the best leaders are not rooted in fear. This is what we talked about in episode one. Why? Because fear is catabolic and catabolic energy keeps you stuck or even moving backwards and working against your own success. Reacting is fear-based, so you can follow the trail to see why fear-based reactions work against you as a leader. Think about your favorite leader of all time. Maybe you worked with them directly Maybe they were a teacher or someone who you've admired from afar, or they are in the public sphere. Would you classify them as someone who generally reacted or responded when struggles came their way? It's not hard to see that learning to respond is a leadership superpower. The takeaway is that you really have options in these moments. How you respond to what's happening is fully dependent on the lens that you're looking through. You control your body you control your thoughts, and you control the lens that you're looking through, and I'm here to remind you of that. I hope that this gave you very tangible advice to work with, and I'm planning to bring some guests onto the show. So if you know anyone who I should reach out to, please send them my way. I'm on Instagram at Elevated Leadership, and my website for email is elevatedleadershipgrowth.com. Please reach out with what you think, what you would add, ideas for topics and guests. Let's connect. And of course, your five-star reviews and subscriptions to this podcast make a huge difference. So thank you in advance. Thank you to my producer, Mike Perlman, my creative collaborator, Allison Schenk, and Swan Studios for this podcasting space here in beautiful Bar Harbor, Maine. I'm Jenna Young. Keep leading with purpose.